Hey everybody, welcome back to Plain Ordinary Dragon. We're so glad you're here today. I'm so grateful you're here. I like to always start the podcast off by thanking you, because without you, there is no podcast. It's just me talking into a microphone, and as much fun as that is, that's not the reason why we do this. That's not the reason why we spend the time putting things together and trying to find guests to listen to uh, and talk to and those kinds of things. But that being said... Thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. We we love having you, and we're so, so honored and grateful to be able to talk to you each and every week. Now, this is, this is an interesting week for me because I get to be back in the studio at home. Last week, I came to you from the backseat of a car in Nashville, Tennessee, where I was meeting up with Kathy Heller, who uh, put out a, a new book recently called Don't Quit Your Day Job. We recommend it here. In fact, we got all of the copies that we had to give away signed by Kathy. So uh, I will be collecting addresses from those of you who won the giveaway a couple months ago, and we'll be sending those out uh, in the next uh, week or so, uh, maybe two weeks tops, just depending on how long it takes me to gather all of the uh, information that we need to get the, the book sent out to you. Anyway, so that was exciting. It was a really good. It was a really good talk. Uh, you know, Kathy is amazing, and if you get a chance to listen to our podcast of the same name, don't keep your day job. I highly recommend it. It's really a good podcast. Kathy has lots of great people on, and there's so much wisdom. You know, I, I don't think I've ever told the story about how I came to be doing this podcast. I don't think I've I've shared it, but if it wasn't for Kathy. There's a very distinct possibility this podcast would not exist right now. Uh, it might have taken me a few more years to get everything together, to feel comfortable enough putting things out there that aren't perfect. She she was a big part of being able to bring this to you. And so I like to thank her for that because it, it's an important thing. You know, it's interesting because... You can hear the same thing multiple times before it finally resonates with you, before you finally go, yeah, you know what, I'm hearing this at the right time from the right source in the right way, and then you're able to really take hold with both hands and go and do your thing. And that's one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast too, is so that you can see all of what we would call ordinary people doing things and overcoming things that will help you to realize your potential because there's there are very few things out there that you can't find a way to be a part of in some form or fashion if you're an artist a singer if you are uh, a coder it doesn't really matter what we want to do is confidence is we want to build confidence in you so that you can go out and and put your voice into your into the world your way and Hopefully, that will inspire others to do the same thing, because I find the more we talk and, and listen to people, we understand that so much more is possible than what we give ourselves credit for. You know, now I, yeah, I'm officially a podcaster. <laughs> That's kind of weird. You know, uh, I get to put that on my, my resume. I get to say, hey, I was a podcaster or I am a podcaster. Uh, I do. I have a show. Um, and 
that's not something I could have done six months ago. I want to encourage you, make sure you attack your dreams. Go after them. Maybe you'll succeed. Maybe you won't. But you'll never know if you don't give it a shot, if you don't try. If you don't really chase after what the passion is that you have, you're, you're never going to know. I think that's really one of the biggest disappointments you can have at the end of your life is not going after the things that you really wanted to go after that you knew that you wanted to go after deep down. You know, sometimes we convince ourselves, in fact, frequently we convince ourselves that we didn't really want something so that we feel like it's okay that we don't do it. Uh, this is actually a topic that, that Kathy talked on, uh, touched on last week in, in Nashville because she's working really hard to get this book on the bestseller list, not because she makes money from it. I mean, she makes some money from the book, but the margins are super slim, and really it's the publishing companies uh, that, that make most of the money off of the books like that. And so her, her motivation with this book, and if you'll allow me to just kind of tell the story a little bit, her motivation with the book is not to make a lot of money or be able to check mark a box that says, hey, I'm a New York Times, you know, bestseller, or, you know, bestselling author. She wants to empower you to put your voice in the world. I'll tell the story real quick before we get into the, the meat of today's podcast. But I have have toyed with entrepreneurship and different projects throughout my life. I've I've always held uh, different jobs as well, but I've also done uh, a number of different entrepreneurial type of things. Most all of which have failed. Uh, some of them failed miserably. I had gotten to a place in my life where I decided I was done. I listened to a lot of podcasts, so I, I would listen to Tim Ferriss talk about you know all of these successful people and how they did what they did and then i would listen to james altucher talk you know interview these really uh, amazing people that had just accomplished a ton of things in their life authors and movie makers and all these different successful people that that you would know right like frank oz and and a, a ton of others i'd listen to seth godin in his startup school podcast and and i would just be like i get so frustrated i got to a point where i was so frustrated with the fact that i couldn't figure out how to do this you know and in my mind where I was I was so frustrated because I don't consider myself to be stupid I can consider myself to be a fairly intelligent individual I may not be the smartest guy in the room but I'm smart enough I have a good background and a good tenure in regards to my work life. And one of the things that had frustrated me is that I'd really kind of wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was young. And I failed along the way a lot of times. And I got to a point a couple of years ago where I was done. I just thought, you know what? It's time for me to accept my lot in life. I've been successful as being an IT guy. I'm going to go ahead and finish that until I retire, and we're going to call it good. I'm just going to go ahead and attempt to live the American dream, right? Uh, you know, I have a corporate job. I've got a 401k. I've got a house, you know, and I'm just going to... I'm just going to follow that track and that's, that's what I'm going to do. And so I deleted all my podcasts and all my inspirational stuff that I've been listening to for years and years and years. Uh, and I just, I kind of went off on this journey of this is who I am and this is my lot in life and I need to accept it. And so I did that. And 
it was funny because I, I, I did, I spent a lot of time listening to some audiobooks. I, I caught up on Harry Potter. I listened to all the Harry Potter books and I was having a, a good time listening to, you know, enjoying some fiction stuff. And, and I'd really just kind of taken my brain away from anything related to making money or business that wasn't my job. So as I was, uh, as, as fate would have it or the universe or God or whatever your particular incarnation is, it's funny the way that that works. So after I'd finished a few books and, and I had been steering away from any, any type of entrepreneurial type of projects, I was looking for new stuff to listen to. And so I was going through some of these podcasts and there was this podcast called Don't Keep Your Day Job. And I was like, eh. but then I saw a name and it said Kathy Heller. And I had read about Kathy in like some billboard magazine write-ups and so forth and how she had been successful licensing her music to movies and TV. And it had caught my eye a few years ago when I read that article because I thought, hmm, this chick has figured it out. She's figured out how an independent artist, a musician, can make, you know, six or seven figures selling their music in a way that was advantageous to the artist. And I was really impressed. And I had I had actually done a, um, a, a I don't know what the word is a slight study, if you will, on Kathy a few years previous. And I always thought that's really interesting. If I get to the point where I'm ready to sell some music, then I'm definitely going to hit her up and try to figure out uh, how to you know how to do what she's doing. And that was a couple of years prior. So then I found the podcast and I started listening because I wanted to hear what she had to say. I thought, well, this is really interesting. I got some access to this person that did some interesting things that had figured some things out that a lot of artists are trying to figure out all the time. And so I really wasn't getting into it to start another project or, you know, gain my entrepreneurial self back. But that's exactly what happened. Listening to her podcast it translated into me ultimately going out to Los Angeles for a get together that she was doing called Dreamtopia. And I'm birdwalking here totally, folks. I I actually didn't even mean to tell this story. It just kind of came out, but that's what I, you know, that's part of what intuition is, is when things come out. I went to LA. I, I went to um to her Dreamtopia workshop, met a bunch of really talented, amazing people that helped me put in perspective things that I needed to do that I knew I needed to do, but I wasn't really convinced that I could do it, which sounds weird coming out of my mouth uh, because a lot of people believe that I am very confident. And in some things I am, but as a general rule, I have a lot of insecurity inside. Even I didn't know it because uh, of a lot of bravado and th when my life had had uh, transpired, I didn't really understand how much I was afraid of. I didn't understand how insecure I really was. I needed constant feedback of you're doing a good job, you're doing good things. And the problem with that is, is that if you need that from an external source to tell you those kinds of things then you haven't internalized it yourself to understand that you are enough without any external attaboys, pats on the back, or any of those kinds of things. And so I, I hadn't done that. I, I needed that feedback. That's always when I'm best is, is when I'm getting that type of feedback, that constant feedback from whatever I'm doing. And, you know, you can't always do that 
when you're doing something like a podcast or you're you're putting your voice into the world, sometimes that takes a while to see, you know, to get anybody to even listen. Uh, we've been really, really lucky that we've had a lot of people that have supported this podcast. And yeah, we're not on any of the charts or anything like that, but I feel like we're impacting people. I feel like, you know, I, I get these notes sometimes and, and people tell me how important the podcast is to them. And then I think, well, I'm doing the right thing and I'm going the right direction and I'm putting the voice out there that I need to, and it's impacting people. So we're on the right track. Anyway, long story short, too late. I came back from LA and I started the podcast. Now it took me several months to put everything together and still I didn't hit the ground running like I should have or like I wanted to, but it was all right because I was actually making steps in the right direction. I was trudging forward with progress instead of perfection. Anyway, let me circle this back around. One of the reasons why I was able to do the podcast here was because I had been able to understand from Kathy that I'm enough as I am without anything else. I don't, I don't need more training. I just need to speak my truth, if you will. My voice needs to go into the world. My perspective, your perspective, your voice, those, it's so important. Anyway, so I'm going to circle back around. I came back, I started the podcast. Things have gone fairly well. And this was the first time I was able to catch up with Kathy since uh, March of, of this year. And I was listening to her talk and, you know, she's trying to get this book on the New York Times bestseller list because it will give her a bigger platform to help other people understand how important they are and what amazing things they can do. And that's why she wants to get on, on that list, right? And so... And to, to date, I don't know whether she hit it or not. Uh, and there's a lot, of, a lot of fun metrics that go into that. But here's something. Understand, Kathy is very successful. Let me put it that way. And at one point, she started to realize or think, well, maybe, maybe I'm not going to hit that bestseller list, but that's okay. In Nashville, there's another guy named Jeff Goins, who uh, I, I, I mentioned him last week. Uh, really great guy. Hope to have him on the podcast at some point. But Jeff said, no, you're just being afraid. You're just being afraid that you, that you can't hit that goal. And since you can't hit that goal, you're making excuses. And those excuses are hidden as, uh, it's okay, it's not that important to me. Now, now think about that, folks, because here is someone who fits the mold of success. Multiple you know, years of, of, of six and seven figure incomes based on, on what she does. Uh, you know, she has an uber successful podcast. She has a ton of people that believe in her and spread her quote unquote gospel, you know, the gospel of empathy, the empathy empire that she's building. She has all this going for her, right? Uh, she's been written up in billboard and, and a number of other magazines as well. And she has all this going for her, but even still, even still, she has that that seed of doubt. She has that moment where she says to herself, you know what? It's okay. I don't have to do this, but it's not because she didn't want it 
but she convinced herself she didn't want it. So we are very, very, very susceptible to our minds telling us that things are okay, that we don't really want something that we really do want. We can convince ourselves and, and I'm one of the world's worst at it. I, I, you know, I think I learned it when I was a kid. Uh, we would, I would go places sometimes with my dad or my mom and we would be, there would be people in line and you would watch You'd watch the social dynamic of, you know, people going up to get something signed by, you know, someone or, you know, to buy stuff off the merch table or when you're in church visiting with the people who'd come in to, you know, either preach the sermon or sing or something like that. We always took the back seat. You know, I always thought to myself, you know, it's important to me, but it's probably more important to them. So I would always let people in front of me. I always chose to kind of go last in some, in some respects. And what that does, if you, if you aren't able to really come to grips with it sometimes, what that does is in your mind, you think I'm not as important. I'm not enough. I'm not the person that, that, whoever signing something is going to be excited to see. I'm just trying to make it easier because I know how hard their life might be. Right. So I, I have a soft spot for people who have lives that are challenging, you know, people that are on the road all the time and so forth. I don't, I don't want to make their lives any harder because they've given so much to me that even though I want to go get a, an autograph or something like that, I don't want to intrude because I don't want to, I don't want to make their life any harder. And so this was kind of something that I took with me throughout the years. If something is really important to someone, I will typically acquiesce and say, okay, um, yeah, yeah, it would be fun for me, but I know it'd be more fun for you. Now I've gotten better at that in recent years to some degree, but it, it was a deep seated thing. And it's not just from that happening, but, but that was just an example of, of the mindset that I had, which was, I'm not enough. And after spending time with Kathy and, and listening to her talk about her struggles and the struggles she'd seen other people go through and all of the different people that she brought in, I began to realize that all of these really successful people were not different than me. Financially successful people were not that different than me. Um, some of them were, they, did a whole, a whole lot more with a whole lot less in all of the different ways you can think about that. And so that's why this podcast exists. And that's why I thought it was important to kind of bring it full circle there to understand that plain ordinary dragon owes its roots to some degree to Kathy. It also owes its roots to some degree to my family and my friends and my support system and all those kinds of things. Now, last week, I was really vulnerable with you guys. I told you that I was having some challenges in trying to figure out what to do with the podcast because we've had a lot of really, we've had a lot of challenges when it comes to scheduling people face to face. And a lot of that is due to me wanting to make sure that the audio quality is as good as it possibly can be. And anytime that you do any remote stuff that I think I explained that last week. So I want to give a shout out to some of the folks that reached out to me over this last week and gave me some feedback in regards to that. So I want to give a shout out to Nathan Frazier, who is a friend of mine from uh, 
Camp Copperhead days, and he's a phenomenal artist. If you ever get a chance to listen to Nathan Frazier, you should definitely do it. He had uh, last album that I'm aware he did was called, uh, I think it's Songs from Guntown, and he is he's the real deal, folks. Anyway, he sent me a, a really lovely email and said, hey, Elliot, if you have to change some of the audio quality, if you have to change some of these other things, uh, then do it because the message your voice has, the, your voice in this world, the message is important. So don't stop. And I thought about that quite a bit. Um, I took that to heart. And then, um, strangely enough, a little bit later in the week, another Camp Copperhead alum hit me up, uh, actually on Messenger, who was telling me about one of his projects. Um, it's Tom Serzak. He's out in L.A., and he's uh, putting together a really great album of original stuff. Um, and I hope at some point we'll be able to hook up and, and talk about um, some stuff on the podcast. And he reached out and said, hey, um, don't, don't stop doing it. There's some important things that you're saying, and, and I, I think this is... This is a really great project. Don't let it go. And then I want to give one other shout out. And that's to a friend of mine. Um, actually, she's a family member. And she didn't really even know she was giving me this feedback. And so I want to thank Jessica Day. She sent me a Snapchat. And this was probably one of the most impactful things to me. Uh, she's uh, a nie my niece. And she has a new baby, Layla, and she sent me a Snapchat. And in the Snapchat was her baby sitting and listening to the Plain Ordinary Dragon podcast. And she just sent it to me so that I could see, you know, that she was enjoying it and that she was playing. And it was just one of those things. But I realized no matter how things pivot and change at Plain Ordinary Dragon, we've got listeners whose lives are impacted, and I'm hoping are impacted in a really, really good way. So, the Plain Ordinary Dragon podcast is not going anywhere. We're not going to end it. We're going to keep it going, although we are going to pivot, and there are going to be some changes to it. For the rest of this year, we're not going to have any interviews. Uh, we'll start back on the interview uh, train next year. We've only got a few weeks left this year. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to go ahead and, and do dragon bites for the regard remainder of the year. And what dragon bites is, if you haven't been following along, uh, it's basically going to be, uh, a voice version of the plain ordinary dragon website. And so you can go and read the articles if you want to, but if you're not a reader like me and you want to listen, then audio is the way to go. So what we're going to be doing uh, today after uh, after I finish with this intro, which is longer than the actual content, what we're going to do today is we're going to listen to one of the articles from the Plain Ordinary Dragon podcast, or I'm sorry, from the Plain Ordinary Dragon website. And this one is called, If You Can Write One Good Song, Can't You Write Another? And I'm not going to go into it because we've already recorded it, but I'm going to let you listen. But there's some really cool stuff about that. I'm excited to share it with you. So for the next couple weeks, uh, we're going to be doing some Dragon Bites. And so that's what, what you're going to hear. Uh, and then we're going to probably end this season at the end of the year as well. 
and then we'll start a new season with a new year. And uh, what what's going to happen is, is I won't always have interviews, at least not at the moment. We are going uh, to work really hard to try to make sure that we have all the different pieces put together for you. What we're, we're what I'm working on is trying to do. I'm trying to put it together so that you get audio and video as well as uh, written content. And so it's going to take me a little while. You know, I'm, I'm new to this. I've only been doing podcasting for a little while since September. And so I've got some challenges that I'm, I'm overcoming and learning myself. And getting this all squared away uh, is one of those pieces. And it's going to take me a couple of weeks to get all the technical pieces, you know, tied tied down so that it works the way we want it to work but I think we've got all the pieces that we need and it's just a matter of me putting them all together so next year uh, in 2020 hopefully we're going to be able to to start with video as well as audio and so forth so now before uh, I waste any more time babbling on I would like to go ahead and just move into the meat of today's podcast which is uh, if you can write one good song, can't you write another? And so without further ado, that's where we're going to go. If you can write one good song, can't you write another? I am an artist. At heart, at home, at work, I'm an artist. I've been writing songs and singing, acting, or performing in one way or another for as long as I can remember. Uh, the earliest story I remember my mother telling me about my performance-driven life was the, the day I showed up in front of her guests completely naked, save for a belt and a guitar-like toy, singing along to some music playing on the hi-fi. Now, what can I say? I was an ambitious three-year-old with the ability to shock and draw attention. I guess we could philosophically argue I've been an artist all my life. Or, really, we all are in some form or fashion. If we care enough to see the creative forces moving us from within our souls. I'm going to bird walk a little on this. I, I would argue that we're all artists, but we all have different canvases from which we create. I don't care how uncreative or straight laced any scientific action is on its face. It holds art and creativity. There's something beautiful in well-written computer code. There is something inspiring about a well-done job in any field. And let's be quite clear. If you don't think it takes creativity to properly file an entrepreneur's tax return, then the possibility exists you may not appreciate art in any form. This might be a good time to discuss the definition of art, or at least my definition of art. Dictionary.com definition that I found states, the quality, production, expression, or realm according to aesthetic principles of what is beautiful, appealing, or of more than ordinary significance. I think we probably all have an idea or maybe even a well-defined picture in our mind of what constitutes art, at least from a critical perspective. However, when we examine it more closely, I think it's really more personal preference than respect or recognition of the art itself. It'll also depend on how you define art. I remember when I first started banging around on an acoustic guitar and, and writing some tunes. I played one for a friend of mine, Aaron, and I, and I asked him what he thought of it. And I'm not really sure if he was like trying to spare my feelings because he was one of my best friends or if he knew how profound what he told me actually is but I've never forgotten it. And it's formed the foundation of the lens through which 
I view art even to this very day. When I asked him to critique it, when I asked him what he thought of my song, he simply said, it doesn't matter what I think. Well, I didn't understand that. He went on to say, my expression and what really mattered was how I felt about my creation. And it didn't matter if it was good or bad or how the rest of the world might view it. It didn't matter if the structure was non-traditional or if there weren't any hooks, stop time, or bridges in it. What really matters is, is it a true expression of who we are being shared outside of ourselves, sharing it with the world in a raw and vulnerable way? A way that leaves us exposed for the world to see the beauty and the sadness, the desire, the despair, the hope, the love, and so much more, all residing within our soul, behind the daily masks we wear. After some reflection, my definition of art is now as follows. Art is an honest expression of oneself from within, regardless of medium, a sharing of the heart and soul. I've held this specific personal definition of art since I was a teenager. I found real-world validation many years later while at a songwriting camp in Big Indian, New York. Uh, the camp was a, um, an artist retreat headed up by Steve Earle, a singer-songwriter who, uh, whose song, Copperhead Road, birthed the name of the retreat. While discussing the craft of songwriting during the week, Steve said something which resonated with me in a way I could feel in my heart. I'll paraphrase his words. It was something to the effect of, as a writer, your job is to express how you feel, to raise your hand and say, I feel this way. And if you do too, you're not alone. Songwriting's about empathy. After class was over, I had to talk with him about his thought process here. I asked him what his definition of art was, and his response excited me to my very core, he said, and I'm still paraphrasing here, it's an expression of who you are. I think this was the moment I first truly believed I was an artist. We're all artists if we're willing to share and connect with our fellow human. I didn't realize that at the time as well as I do now. You see, art is intrinsically valuable. Uh, to some degree, because you are intrinsically valuable and in part because your expression, your effort, and your time holds value. The approval or disapproval or critique of art by anyone, including the artists themselves, doesn't necessarily diminish or enhance its value. It holds immense value, and so do you. All right, well, that was quite a bird walk for sure, but I wanted to make sure that there was some background information for where we're going to go next. When I first started writing songs, my expressions, I was paranoid about people stealing them. I mean, these creations are part of who we are. They're like our babies in some ways. I mean, we feel the need to protect them. We want the best for them. We want them to be treated with respect and the love we feel for them. And we've all heard the stories of people's songs who got stolen. Although, I don't know that those hold as much water as we might think, but maybe they do. If these topics are on your mind, then uh, a discussion or a number of them about this uh, information will be commonplace. So I read up on the law. Uh, this was pre-internet days, so it was tougher to get uh, verified info in some ways, but it was still out there. We talked about the poor man's way of copywriting a song. You know, the old mail the demo to yourself 
and then the stamp of the U.S. government delivering it will verify that you had it first. We talked about the cost of registering songs and the challenges there. But one time while I was having this discussion with some musician friends of mine uh, in a small town music store in northwest Arkansas, Guitar Smiths, one of the owners, Gus, said something I've never forgotten to this day. He said, if you can write one good song, can't you write another? Wait, what did you say? He went on, there's no real need to copyright a song, just write another good one. Now, I've struggled to come to terms with that moment for a lot of years. In some sense or another, Gus was 30 years ahead of the times. I mean, with the state of the music industry the way it is today, songs are worth less and less in the marketplace, while packaged acts sounding the same are worth more. Uh, familiarity is important. But at the core of it, I think, are competing philosophies. Abundance and scarcity. We either believe there is plenty to go around, or we subscribe to the belief there is not. And I think this penetrates who we are and how we make decisions. And I'm not suggesting artists shouldn't do their due diligence and legally secure their intellectual property. What I'm suggesting is a realization the IP or intellectual property of artists, especially music artists, is not fairly protected, at least not in the United States. Because of this, the technology and the industry, the product has changed. It had to. While the music used to be the product, and this is the reality most artists desperately desire, the ability to just produce art and survive. But now it's a connection between the artist and the audience which has become the product, and we must adapt. And while it might appear I am focused solely on music, this is actually about everything. It's about changing perspective and paradigm shifts. It's about opening our eyes to a new reality and fully embracing it. This is why you don't find my original music online. This is why I have put off writing for you for so many years. This is why I've put off creating content, whether it be in a blog or a podcast or YouTube. Because I have these ideas, these thought children. I was trying to save for a book or a speech or an album someday where it makes the most impact. I've been protecting them, partially because I was afraid I wouldn't have any more, and partially because I was afraid I wouldn't get paid or wouldn't get credit for my work, and partly because I was afraid it wasn't good enough and I would get criticized. I was afraid to let them grow up and stand on their own, for them to live the lives they should. Well, today I realize I've been doing a disservice all around to everyone. These ideas need to be shared. They need to connect. It's what gives them life. They need to be the hand that is raised and says, if you feel this way, you are not alone. Today I'm going on record in choosing abundance as my belief. Going forward, I'll be sharing. I will be expressing. I am leaving the fear of scarcity behind and embracing what Seth Godin calls the connection economy or what Gary Vanderchuk calls jab, 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 right hook. There's plenty out there to go get. Go get it. There's always more. Well, I hope you really enjoyed that. I enjoyed writing it. It, it was um, something that was very heartfelt for me, and it was impactful in my life. So I hope it was impactful in your life a little bit as well. I hope it inspires you to go out and really give your dreams a shot. Give whatever your art is, whatever your voice is, give it a shot. Go out there, be fearless, uh, and and 
and do it and just do it. And don't worry about those other things. Don't worry about the copyrights. Don't worry about, you know, what somebody might say. Don't worry about any of that. None of that's important. Not right now. It's not. And, you know, if you, if you could write one good song, can't you write another? Exactly. Well, I can't wait to see you all, uh, or I can't wait to be back with you all next week. And um, I, I do have something interesting planned for that episode. Uh, and I hope uh, I hope that it comes out real well. And so I can't wait till then. Anyway, I'll, I'll quit babbling and going on and on. But thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed it. Please, if you haven't reviewed the, um, if you haven't reviewed Plain Ordinary Dragon yet, please do. It really helps in so many ways. And, and it's, it's things that we can't control. So the more reviews we get on, especially on Apple, it really helps. And um, you can also go out to Podchaser. And, and if you're, if you, if you do Android stuff, go out to Podchaser. I know you can't get onto Apple, iTunes, and, and do reviews there, but go out to Podchaser. You can rate it. You can uh, do a review about the podcast, or you can do a review about a particular episode of the podcast. So please, if you have time, do that. And I appreciate everybody that that, that has already done that. Um, you know, I, I can't, for a while, I, I couldn't even see all the reviews on Apple because we had reviews from different countries and they weren't really showing up and I didn't know how to look at it. But now I can see that we've got some reviews from folks in other countries and so forth. So shout out to Emma, shout out to Lee. Uh, thank you so much for adding some of that there. Um, I mean, I really, I really appreciate it. So thank you so much for all of the help that you've given Plain Ordinary Dragon. It doesn't fall on deaf ears. We appreciate it. And we appreciate you. Oh, 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 I almost forgot. <laughs> I almost forgot. Um, I'm hoping that by the time that this, uh, by the time we launch this, uh, this particular episode that will also have an online store. And I almost forgot to mention it, but we are putting together the plain ordinary dragon logo. If you would like to have it on a t-shirt or on a mug, um, I'm, we're, we're going to do that. And, uh, <sighs> you know, right now I started talking about this and, and I realized that I don't have a URL to give you. I can't tell you where to go do this. Uh, so here's what I'm going to tell you is that, as soon as I get the store up and running, and I hope that by the time that this is uh, that this podcast episode is out, I'm hoping I'll have it all designed and ready to go. I will put updates on the Plain Ordinary Dragon website. So plainordinarydragon.com, I will have a new post out that tells you where you can go to get the merchandise. If you go to plainordinarydragon.com and you do not see that post up, then it means I haven't gotten it done yet. But uh, I hope to have it done by the time this airs, then if you would like to support the podcast, please do. We tried to keep the prices as low as we possibly could on the merchandise and still see some kind of a margin out of it uh, because I, I've added it up and apparently running the podcast is more expensive than I had expected initially. So there are some costs involved and we'd like to defray some of those if at all possible. So if you would like to sport a new Plain Ordinary Dragon t-shirt or coffee mug uh, or if you just you know you need to do some christmas shopping or you need to or you just want to support the podcast man all that's great and uh, I've, I've shied away from trying to uh, put out a patreon link or anything like that i, I don't 
I, I wouldn't say I'm not comfortable with accepting donations, but I don't really want to go down that platform. Uh, I think if we were going to do something like that, we would probably just put a donate button on the website and you could go there. But for the moment, uh, I want you to get something out of it. You know, like I, I, I mean, donations are great and that's awesome. And I, I'm, I'm not opposed to them by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, I want you to have something in, in your hand that, that you can, you know, see a mug or a t-shirt or, you know, and we'll expand that as time goes on once we kind of go through a test process and see how this works. Uh, but one of the things that I've always found fascinating is the ability for a thought and a dream and a passion inside your head to come into the real world. That's one of the things that's so magical about writing a song or writing a book or creating any piece of art is it goes from a thought which you can't see or feel into some sort of creation into the real world. And, and that's magical, man. It's magical because what we're doing is, is we're taking something that from somewhere that doesn't exist and bringing it into a physical world. And I, I know that's probably a little woo-woo to some degree, but it's true. Think about it. Think about a blank piece of paper, and then you write a poem on it. And now it's something special because it's a creation. It's an expression of who you are, but it's not just an expression of who you are. It's a physical representation of your dream of your thoughts of, of you. And that's one of the things that I find is magical with all of art creation, with all of creation, whether it's art or computer code or, you know, um, events that you put together, it's bringing it into the real world from something that didn't exist. And there's nothing more magical than that. So I would love if you wanted to go out and grab, uh, you know, plain ordinary dragon t-shirt or mug or something like that so that you have a physical representation so that you can see beyond a shadow of a doubt that a dream can go from in your mind in your thoughts to real life and you can do it with a podcast and you can do it with paint you can do it with your, your singing or your music uh, your musicianship you can do it with any of those things this is just mine at this moment. This is ours at this moment. And if you'd like to be a part of it, we'd love for you to be a part of it with us. So understand that if you do get one and you take a look at that mug or you take a look at that, uh, that, that t-shirt, uh, you look at those and realize that they came into being because somebody followed a dream. Somebody decided to put their voice in the world. And if they did it, so can you. So until next week, folks, you might be plain and you might be ordinary, but you're a dragon. You're amazing. You can do amazing things, and we are looking for your voice in this world. We'll talk to you soon. Be a